Welcome back to another episode of Girls Plus Wine Equals Inappropriate Conversations. This is what we do, Rachel Friday. We get together, we chat about girly things. And surprisingly, we have a lot of male people listening. We do. And this is the exciting part for me is that obviously we get in here and we have conversations about we don't actually even know. Sometimes we don't even know the backing to it and sometimes we haven't even participated in certain things but we are lucky enough and privileged enough to have other people join us that want to share their stories. And, yeah, guys are listening and they're loving it. The feedback is they are loving it. It really surprised me when I heard there were men listening to this podcast. I was so sure it would be 100% female but now I've started to realise, because men don't do this. Men don't talk like we girls do. They don't talk about sex no. together. They don't talk about, you know, they talk about football and stuff. Whereas we have a few drinks and we talk about everything. Yeah, like this, this is the thing. This is where this podcast came from. Just a few wines over dinner and the conversations that flow, that you look at each other and go, oh, wow. We had a guy that contacted us on social media, on our Instagrams, at Rachel Thiday or at Katie Matten on Instagram. And we had a guy who contacted us and I was like, just wondering, how did you find our <laughs> podcast? And he said, it must have come up as a suggested podcast on Apple mm, because he-, he was listening to some educational sex podcast. And I was like, okay, well, this podcast is not supposed to be educational. Maybe we should put it in the education category. Well, it kind of is educational because I think that the two of us sit here sometimes and go... Holy wow. And we learn things every time. We are, we are lucky enough to have guests join us and other people, you know, give us their sides of the story. And it makes you go, oh, wow, there are people out there that are doing the same thing or maybe I've thought that. Because yeah. sometimes I leave this podcast going, what the actual fuck? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got Leah joining us again on this episode. Welcome. Thank you. The topic for today is going to be a topic that we touched on a couple of weeks ago where we talked about someone that got in contact with us on Instagram. She actually gets paid $200 to go to guys' homes. She'll go in, have a glass of wine with them, and then she kicks them in the balls as hard as they can, and they get off on it. Mm, And this blew our minds, Mm. the fact that men actually find... And she's got four clients, four different men wanting the same thing. So frequency, is it weekly? I think she said it was around once a month. So then by the time she's got four clients, it's like one a week. God, it's better than Centrelink. 200, (laughs) just a side hustle. She said, I just do it as a... You know, like as a nighttime half an hour, just popping out to grab some milk, be back in a half hour. <laughs> She's out kicking people in the balls. And one of the clients in particular likes to be humiliated on the size of his penis as an additional paid extra. Yeah. So just pays her a bit more on the side for her to stand there. And then belittle him. And I think it's actually got a a specific name to it. It has got a name. I think it's SPH, Small Penis Humiliation. I think is what it sounds. Yeah, and it sits underneath the barrier of fetishes. Yeah, so we had another guy contact us saying, I have the same thing. I have this exact same fetish where I like to be belittled and laughed at for my small penis. And we've got some audio and some information on this. The hottest scenario is when a woman's trying not to laugh but clearly being amused or giggly or disappointed by my small dick. So that's the gist of it. As to the question of why, 
I was filled with anxiety and insecurity over my size. That's probably the case for most of us that are into SPH, small penis humiliation. For some of us, it might have been fueled by an early traumatic experience when younger, but not always. There's more and more to it. Just the fact that it's an insecurity that they've then turn around, because there's lots of people, lots of people have this fetish, an insecurity that they then turn around into something that they find um, a turn on. A, a turn on. Mm. Eventually, the insecurity is eroticized. Instead of feeling shame when a woman mocks or laughs at a small penis, I feel the shame, but mostly I feel arousal. I've never paid a woman to humiliate me, but I have purchased custom clips about it from fetish models. Yeah, so there you go. Is he actually small? I wonder if he's actually... That's irrelevant. Apparently not. He's obviously insecure about the Mm. size, but I don't think it's tiny, tiny. Yeah, he goes on to give us some more information on the size. Most Mm. of my masturbation fodder is small penis related, but I've never asked a partner to indulge me in it. Sometimes fantasies are best left just that. See, that's interesting because he then, like if he's in a long-term relationship... I would do it. I genuinely, I think I'd find it really hard to um, just like belittle someone. But I don't, I'm not it. really into that role play stuff either. Like I feel like there's an element of acting in that. But I like that he also then respects any of the relationships that he goes into by not bringing it in as an anything additional kind of thing. But then at the same time, if you were the girlfriend, you would want to know, right, that your partner oh, is I would want to know. getting, I guess, needs met somewhere else. One of my favourite questions to ask my dates was, do they watch porn and what do they watch? Yeah, right. Because then I know what they like. Yeah, right. Like I would love to hear that that's what they're into because I just yeah. like, I just Google it and go, oh, what do I need to say? Yeah, yeah, but what if it was something that you weren't okay with? But then they might not want you to know about that. Like there's certain things you wouldn't want to we spoke really on early on in this podcast we accidentally well accidentally we were looking at Pornhub for research and um (laughs) it was actually the guest that was on with us she brought up Pornhub on her phone and it was dwarfism porn That's a category. Yeah. You can literally search anything. There's like uncle having sex with the niece sort of thing. There's Roll some plays. really yeah. weird. Everywhere. I don't want to say wrong. I mean, well, that it's is a, a bit wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say like, wrong, but it is wrong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> having the fetish is enjoyable. However, having the insecurity is terrible, but the fetish doesn't exist without the insecurity this was the part for me that i was like oh this is so good like it is absolutely it's smack on it's all about what he's about he's just saying he's got these insecurities and they make him feel bad but he's also got that part where it gives it that good feeling and then they can't actually be separated in the end because you can't have one without the other kind of thing so he's okay to wear the insecurities to get the outcome of the erotic side of it, of having the fetish. I feel like there's so much more mental stuff going on with this particular fetish than, you know, just a guy who likes to have sex with feet or whatever. Again, (laughs) (laughs) every time you go back to feet, I just keep falling apart. (laughs) Maybe I've got an insecurity about feet. (laughs) We had someone come on this podcast who said that she went on a Tinder date, she went home with him, it got all heated. He turned her over so she was laying on her tummy, put her legs up 
cupped her feet and had sex in the feet. That was their first date? Because there was a second. Because there was a second. She went back again. Sex in the feet. Yeah, put the feet together like in a kind of, if you put your feet together, you can make that sort of diamond shape kind of thing. With your arches and then did, straight did through that. Did he say anything? And then I finished. Was, while I was doing it? And didn't do anything for her. Oh, what? Got her down to like her knickers and bra and everything and then pushed her on the bed. Oh. So it's a good view looking down. And then you got her feet keep behind your, her. I mean, I don't know how long he took, but you could get cramp with your feet <laughs> yeah. in that position for a long time. Oh, you've got it. There's got to be give and take. Like have sex with my feet. I'm fine with that. But Yeah, but nothing afterwards. See, yeah. this was my thing. I was like, did she get something in return? Yeah, no. That's a he deal just breaker. Got off. That's a deal breaker for me. She went back for a second date. A selfish lover. So what would you do if you were with someone long term and then you found out that they had a fetish that they hadn't told you about? Because so this guy that we just heard from, mm. his long term partners, he doesn't get to do that. He doesn't get them to he, laugh at his small penis. It's something that he does privately with people online or whatever. Mm. I feel like if you're with someone for a long period of time, it's quite a big secret to It is. But keep. maybe he's, if he's that insecure, like he says, he's that insecure with it, within himself, he doesn't know how to share it. Mm. It's just it's his that. own time. Like he just takes his own time, whether it takes a year or three years or five years. Mm. I don't know that I would even be angry like i'd just be like oh i'm glad you finally told me so now Mm. we can you know do something about it yeah yeah that's what i think too and you'd be happy to do that yeah i'd be happy to do any well anything within reason like you know there's some deal breakers like um the things that that are quite frowned upon by the community Animals yeah. go. Okay, yeah. yeah, not anything that the RSPCA would get upset about. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. No, but... <laughs> Sorry, I can't do that. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> He's like deal breaker, deal breaker for me. <laughs> I love that she's gone straight there. Emma from a previous <laughs> podcast, her deal breaker was a skivvy. <laughs> she said his animals. She said she wouldn't skivvy. even date Brad Pitt if he was wearing a roll neck sweater. <laughs> Who wore those? Bill Gates. <laughs> oh, Brad Pitt, no, Bill Gates. They're very different. <laughs> Your deal breaker is bestiality. <laughs> Speciality. Wow. How did we get here? <laughs> All right. See you next episode. <laughs> I think we're done. Oh, ah, we are the girls gone.